from somewhere in Northeast Indiana, Mike Davidson lives. And now your host of the podcast, Mike Davidson. Well, yes, Mr. Rob Roop, thank you very much. It is me, it is I, it is Mike Davidson. This is Mike Davidson Lives. Thank you for dialing me up on this go-round as I'm recording this Monday morning. I, I meant to do this last night, Sunday evening, and I apologize, but I done passed out. I was tired. I woke up, I think, around 12.30, uh, and I was in a daze. I was trying to figure out what the hell was going on. I was like, oh, shit, forgot to record. But I was so exhausted, I just said I want to do it. Monday morning, because trying to get my thoughts together in the middle of the night, not a good combo, and, and I'm going to be frank with you, I'm going to be honest with you here, uh, because we're just days away from the big turkey day, the big holiday, uh, holiday season kicking off, it's been a little stressful at work, I put in a long day at uh, Friday, and all weekend long I was exhausted and cranky, and it's not a good combo, I mean, um, I just, like, just felt irritated up until about Sunday night when my wife and I went out by ourselves. Uh, the kids stayed with grandma. <laughs> I love my kids dearly, but oh my God. Um, and, you know, we just did some, you know, simple grocery Christmas type of shopping, like Christmas decor, getting some new lights and then, you know, going out, grabbing something to eat and then coming back and it just uh, a little quiet time. I felt less stress. And then I came home and put up the Christmas tree and that stress kind of ticked up again <laughs> a little bit. Um, but the tree's up, at least that got done, but everything else I wanted to get done, uh, didn't just because I was tired or it was windy as hell and it's still windy out there. Uh, still, I'm, I'm wondering what winter's going to be like, uh, for the next several months. It seems like it's just, it seems like you get like three weeks of fall and that's it. Like, you know, when fall officially begins, uh, September 21st, it still feels like summer and then it gets cool and you got the leaves and it's like three weeks and then it's just like you get winter junior before you get winter. And right now we're in winter junior as I would call it. But yeah, even though the weather, uh, is what it is, I still like Thanksgiving. It's probably my favorite holiday of all the big days. And my wife and I love, both love, uh, Thanksgiving and, uh, Got the turkey down the fridge. Got the, the family coming up. Should be good. Uh, but but I've, I've hinted at this before with other holidays. Like, there are traditional stories that uh, the media likes to uh, get out of the attic, blow the dust off, shake the uh, mothballs out of, and just run again. Because, well, they're traditions. Uh, like, okay, be care, uh, be careful what your kids get this Halloween because uh, there might be edibles or deadly poison in the Halloween bag, and it's very rare that happens. And my guess is when they do find the edible bag in the kids' Halloween uh, candies, it either belongs to the parents and they're looking for uh, attention, or maybe somebody accidentally passed it out along with the other candies and went, oh, shit, where's my, uh, my goodie bag? Because those... Those things are kind of expensive just to hand out. They're a little pricier than, than your typical Reese cup, right? So there's that story. You also have uh, uh, how much would the 12 days of Christmas really cost if somebody went out and bought their girlfriend a bunch of birds uh, for, for Christmas. And I, I think it wouldn't cost all that much because I think by day two she would dump this dude's ass. I mean, who wants birds, right? But you got two, two traditional Thanksgiving stories. That they are desperately trying. The first, the first one's kind of easy to do. The second one, not so much because it depends on Mother Nature. But uh, for Thanksgiving, 
if you're one of those people that deep fries turkeys, and I used to be one of those guys, right? Uh, but the grease kind of got to me after a bit. I mean, it tastes great, but there's only so much bird deep fried that I can take the order I get. Um, but uh, like deep frying the bird, you know, you have the deep fryer out on in the driveway or out in the backyard away from the house. You, you do it for about 90 minutes to uh, two hours. You do everything right, and that bird turns out great. Wings might be a little tough, but those are the wings. Nobody cares. There's barely any meat on there to begin with. Uh, but uh, you got the fire inspectors reminding people, don't be stupid with the deep fryers. And what I mean is don't don't set the deep fryer up in the kitchen or in the garage because it could burn your house down. Yeah, that, that that's kind of a no-brainer. It's kind of why you don't set up your, uh, your grill or your smoker in the kitchen, okay? Um, so they're pushing that story. That's always a fun one. And then, uh, the holiday travel nightmares. That one, uh, is being kind of pushed about a, bit, a little bit here. Um, I mean, if you live in Buffalo, you're probably not going anywhere for the next three months because they, they got like six and a half feet out at Orchard Park, uh, where the Bills typically play. Uh, so they got a lot of lake effect. Uh, but they're pushing that, you know, holiday travel could be treacherous this week. We've got updates. We got, and they always do that. And sometimes there is that big snowstorm that socks people into air, uh, airports and they don't go anywhere. But, I mean, they're, they're kind of pushing the fact that the snowstorm is now over in Buffalo, Buffalo, but there's no not a lot going on. And there could be storms in the south, you know, after Thanksgiving. So if you're leaving Grandma's house, say, Friday or doing the Black Friday thing down south, uh, this could hinder your travel, but it just seems like such a stretch this year. You don't have to push that story if you don't have to, but the big holiday travel storm, they're always looking for that damn thing, no matter what, and so they're pushing that this uh, this week, a uh, couple news outlets I saw. All right, so uh, delving into a few things here, uh, I guess the big story from last week that I didn't touch, and I'm going to kind of get into it a little bit here, is the Taylor Swift Ticketmaster gate uh, because she's got a tour and she's a big pop star and you know, one of the biggest pop stars on the planet. Like uh, she's never she never has to worry about where her next meal comes from. Like she's that big, right? Um, but uh, there is uh, just such high demand from her Swifty fans, uh, and they could not even. I mean, uh, Ticketmaster service kept crashing, crashing, crashing. And I guess they had to suspend uh, general ticket sales for a little bit. And Taylor Swift, of course, was mad about this. Of course she was. And uh, she put out a message on Instagram, you know, saying, how, how dare you Ticketmaster, even though pretty much her and her management, you know, set this up. And she says, to the effect of, my fans should not feel like they've gone through a couple of bear attacks to get my tickets. Um, and I was wondering how Taylor Swift would know what it's like to be in a bear attack. Like, what is she doing on the weekends, right? <laughs> wow. I mean, um, I remember the Foo Fighters. Like, Foo Fighters is a great band, and they have a big following. Maybe not quite as big as Taylor Swift, because, you know, pop music, unfortunately, is bigger than rock. Uh, but Foo Fighters, uh, they have rabid fans. I am one of those fans, and I remember uh, the, the show I wanted to go to, it took me about two hours to get tickets because there was a, a backlog, and I was sweating it, and I was getting nervous, but I eventually got it. Um, and, you know, I, I look back at that experience going, okay, it was a little silly to get worked up, going, what the F, uh, why can't I get these tickets? But at no point 
getting those tickets that I feel like I had to go to the ICU. Because if you get attacked by a bear, it's basically game over. If you don't get your tickets, uh, you can always uh, sell a kidney and buy, <laughs> buy them at the black market. Like a bear attack. That's so first world, right? Um, but, uh, yeah, that's, that's some of the crap that our fans are going through right now. And, uh, you know, Bruce Springsteen uh, chimed in because, as you know, fans were bitching about his ticket prices. And he's like, well, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to, you know, buy them, you know. And it's like, okay, thank you for chiming in, man of the people. So that's what's going on. And look, I'm not saying all this in favor of Ticketmaster. I'm just saying that's kind of the nature of the beast. And when you're uh, an artist of high demand like Taylor Swift, it's almost expected that it's going to be a pain in the ass to get tickets. So, but we're not going to talk about that. We're going to talk about how this is all Ticketmaster's fault when it's partially their fault. All right. Uh, uh, Sam Bankman Freed, uh, he's in a lot of trouble. Uh, if they could get him, uh, that was the dude behind FTX. We, I, I, and, and full disclosure, uh, when it comes to cryptocurrency, I don't know a whole hell of a lot about it. But then again, who does? Um, but, uh, you know, he got in trouble because, you know, he had this company worth billions and billions of dollars. And I think at last glance, it was like worth $360,000. And the CEO of that company now is raking them over the coals. Um, and and I, I think this would be a great Netflix documentary. This is basically the fire Festival of uh, cryptocurrency. When you've, got, um, when you've got the company paying for homes... Uh, for employees, uh, that's telling me something. There's a little bit of a Madoff thing to it. And, uh, I, you know, then that guy that started up Fire Festival, not Ja Rule, uh, the white guy. Uh, you know, there's a, there's a lot of that stuff going on with this story. But, I mean, uh, I, I, it got me thinking, well, I mean, they, they had their logo everywhere. Everywhere. And uh, I was looking ahead over the weekend to seeing what games were on for Thanksgiving weekend because this is uh, the last regular season week for college football before you get into the championships and then the you know the bowl selections and all that fun stuff. And uh, what was it? It was UCLA and oh I can't even remember UCLA and Cal Cali going at it. I think this weekend. I, that's who I think are playing California and UCLA. And uh, they said live from FTX Field on the guide, uh, on the Comcast guide. And I was like, oh, my God, they haven't even changed that uh, that listing yet. They have since taken FTX uh, off the name of the field. Um, but I saw that last week with all this crap going on. I was like, oops. Uh, but they, they had naming rights to fields. I think the naming rights to the Miami Heat Stadium. Uh, you know, they partnered up with Formula One. They had their logo on the patches of umpires for Major League Baseball. And now the MLB is like, oh, we're just trying to get away from that. I don't think they're going to have their patches on uh, next season. It's like, you know, whatever. You know, the, the, the money is just as green so long as they're paying for it, right? Uh, there's no due diligence to saying, well, hey, how are they getting the money? And uh, should we be concerned just in case this, uh, this hotshot young upstart company that's only been around for maybe uh, a few days years uh can they afford to pay the bills if things go to crap no they don't ask that stuff but uh you know ftx was all over the place and i bring this up because uh pete rose uh who has been banned from major league baseball for life 
I mean, there's been there, there's been some cracks in that. I mean, like he's been allowed to come on to some games and uh, you know comment. Uh, I think he uh, did some stuff for the Reds, and it's it's kind of a touchy subject. Uh, but you know, banned for life for baseball, and I used to be gung ho against him going into the Baseball Hall of Fame because look, if you're gambling while managing a team. Or playing for that team, you can affect the outcomes in your favor. That's just kind of a, a bad thing. If they could find, I don't know what was all found because uh, uh, there were some things that didn't go public when Pete Rose got caught. But he agreed to the lifetime ban, and he has since uh, I think uh, last a week or two he wrote a, le- uh, a letter to MLB asking for his reinstatement, and they're saying no, no, you can't do this. Now, like I said, I used to be hardcore against him getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. I wouldn't say I've done a complete 180 on this thing. Um, But I will say this, uh, given some of the crap that Major League Baseball has done, it's kind of hard for them to play moral judges uh, on Pete Rose when they themselves turn a blind eye to all that flaxseed that was going uh, around during uh, the the late 90s, early 2000s, when everybody was just jacking balls out of the park left and right. It was weird, right? How, how do they do that? It's a complete mystery. And then, uh, you know, you got uh, them partnering up with questionable companies like FTX. And let's be honest, I mean, if you do invest in cryptocurrency or the stock market or anything, it's always a risk because you don't know what's going on. It's a form of gambling, for Christ's sake. And they were promoting a company that took a bunch of took a bunch of investors to the cleaners it looks bad um so for them to to be all high and mighty still on pete rose when all this shit's going on it is a is a little astounding to me i mean either way i'm gonna go to bed all right tonight um but this is just crazy man uh for for them to still be doing this to the dude at least hear him out at least let some things air publicly. You know, kind of have like, I, I don't want to do a show trial like they're doing with uh, everything over there in D.C., but just figure something out. Don't just say, well, we got to uphold this rule because you guys suck at everything else right now. Just hear him out. And if it still looks like a bad deal, don't put him in. That's how I would handle that. But, um, yeah, cryptocurrency kind of taking a hit because of this FTX crap. And as I maintain, this would be a great Netflix documentary if anybody's listening uh, to me out there. All right, so uh, the state of New York, uh, you know, a little bluer than Indiana, um, but uh, I guess they have just passed something now where high schools in the state of New York by next, uh, I, I don't know, like they have to start changing their names if they have Native American names because it's wrong and it's racist and all that fun stuff. And, um, you know, people that don't live in New York City or uh, any of the bigger cities in that state, you know, they, they're kind of pissed because it's like, well, why are you mandating what we do? Um, the, here's my problem with the whole thing. Um, I, I can understand wanting to get away from the goofy cartoon caricatures of Indians and Native Americans. But, like, if you have a, a really cool-sounding name or something that kind of highlights the... Uh, the cultural aspect of Native Americans. That's one thing. Like, you know, Florida State Seminoles. I'll, I'll do you one better. I, I, will, I grew up on the east side of India. I went to Warren Central, and uh, the nickname is the Warriors. Warren Central Warriors. And, uh, you know, they, they have the, the 
the Indian head with the uh, the war hat, I guess, the, the feathers. It looks pretty freaking boss. Uh, it looks great. Uh, that is a much cooler nickname than, say, Guardians or Commanders. It just sounds like something uh, that a, a bunch of uh, white people thought together in a room saying, well, this sounds safe. So you need... Here's my thing. If you're going to rename teams, you know, and you feel like their name is edgy, that, then you know what? If they have to rename it, you let the school district decide uh, or, or the PTA decide what the name should be. See, if I was running uh, the team formerly known as the Redskins over there in D.C., God help me because I would hate that. Um, I would be kind of like, oh, you want me to change the name? Okay, I wouldn't do something stupid like Washington Football Club or Commanders. I think I would have changed the name of Washington Redskins to DC Swamp Rats. I would still keep the color scheme, but I would have like a red helmet, right, and a gold logo. And it would be like this rat facing forward with red dollar signs for eyes. And uh, this would be kind of a shout out to the heritage of uh, Washington, D.C., the, uh, the D.C. Swamp Rats. And that's, that's how I would play that game. If, oh, this name offends you. Okay, well, guess what I'm going with. And I tell you what, I think a lot of people that wouldn't want to get rid of the old nickname would be on board with DC Swamp Rats. So you kind of have to, like, uh, play like a little bit of one-upmanship. You can't, you can't play this safe game of, oh, well, Guardians because we have big traffic statues or uh, Commanders because, you know, we, we have a president sitting in uh, the White House. Yeah, a sleepy one. Uh, so that's that's what I would do. Okay, enough of that. Uh, going off to Qatar, uh, one of the smallest countries in the Middle East, uh, hosting the World Cup this week. Already some controversy on uh, things. Uh, like, uh, I guess I was reading about how uh, Iranians at the game were booing the Iranian national anthem because there's some crap going on in that country. And uh, they're not too happy. So when that started playing and they weren't in their country, it's like, hey, they can't do anything to us here in Qatar. Uh, and so they started booing the national anthem. Wow. Uh, but I think for me, the biggest controversy here uh, would be the fact that at the last minute, okay, maybe this isn't the biggest controversy because there's some other stuff going on behind the scenes there, but uh, they decided not to sell booze at the World Cup. They will not sell beer at the games because Qatar is an Islamic country and they forbid booze. So Budweiser Budweiser tweeted out when that was announced, well, this is awkward because they are an official sponsor of World Cup. Uh, but they uh, since deleted the tweet. I'm just thinking, well, why would you delete the tweet? I find it very uh, harmless, personally. And if anything has been, if I've learned anything uh, from the U.S. men's soccer team, uh, because they put up the uh, the rainbow logos in their training facility in Qatar, you know, to affect change in the Middle East. If those logos work okay, why not just leave up the tweet? And, you know, maybe that tweet will change the minds of people in Qatar and allow us to buy beer if we traveled over to Qatar. But they deleted it because they're an official sponsor, blah, 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 you know. But uh, I guess some signs are uh, more effective than others or something. Uh, so that's going on with the World Cup. By the way, if you can't drink beer while watching the sport, it's not a sport. That's the that's the thing I'm going to get at here. Oh, uh, maybe you heard about this Saturday night. Uh, 
and that I think people are kind of in a holding pattern on this one. I personally don't give a shit, but I also do give a shit. Uh, Elon Musk, uh, now the uh, the proprietor of Twitter, had Twit, uh, put out a poll, uh, uh, and it was uh, democracy in action. Um, he asked users on Twitter, as I'm sipping my coffee here, he asked users on Twitter, okay, should I or should I not reinstate Donald Trump's Twitter account? And just to kind of, sh- this almost seems like a dichotomy of our country right now. But uh, by fi- I think the final result was 52 to 48% bring back Trump. And so Donald Trump's uh, Twitter account has been reactivated. And, of course, democracy is failing now. Uh, everything is on fire in the streets. Buildings are falling. People are being murdered because Donald Trump is now technically back on Twitter. Um, and I say technically because, you know, he still has this... Uh, th- is it Truth or Parlor? He's on Truth. Truth's his thing. Uh, what, the, the social media uh, thing, anyway. Uh, truth is his... Uh, platform and he has sent, said uh, his reinstatement on Twitter that he is not going back to Twitter you know just uh, days after he announced his presidential run for 2024 and uh, I don't think he can help himself uh, I'm thinking I mean yeah he's got his thing and he'll probably still keep using his thing but if he's got an opportunity to present himself to a bigger audience, and let's be honest, Twitter has a bigger audience, has a bigger user base, and he's running for president, and I know that the uh, networks are going to pretty much do all they can not to give him as much love, and I'm doing the air quote love thing, as they did back in 2016. He's going to utilize anything he can to get his message out, to campaign for himself. He will, he will eventually use Twitter, is what I'm getting at. Uh, but it's been 36 hours since, uh, uh, yeah, now I've got the running clock, too. It's been 36 hours since he's been reinstated, and uh, he hasn't tweeted anything. So, so far, I guess he's holding up to his word. I still think he will uh, cave and start using it. But the thing is, is uh, you have all these journalists uh, and all these blue check marks on Twitter freaking out about it. The same people that were uh, like, well, you know, I'm leaving for Mastodon, which I think is like left-wing parlor or some crap i don't know uh but now that uh there's the possibility that you know who could be tweeting they have to they have to be seen disapproving of him it's an unhealthy addiction and these people will not move on from trump and trump will eventually get back on eventually but uh you'll know because everybody on the internet will freak out it just happens all right, uh, speaking of freak out, uh, I think some people freaked out when they heard that Nickelback put out a new album. They have a new song out. They're going to tour because, as you know, Nickelback is the world's worst band or some crap. I don't know. Uh, but, you know, Chad Kroger's doing, uh, uh, he's doing the uh, the the, uh, the pressers and everything. Uh, Chad Kroger, that is. Um, and uh, he said that uh, the song that would get us canceled today not photographed, by the way. Uh, it would be figured you out because, you know, you have all this stuff going on. I like the pants around your feet. And like he said, there'd, no, there'd be no way that we could get away with that today. Uh, you know, you could also, what is the other one? Uh, something in your mouth. Uh, 
there, there's a few Nickelback songs that are a little dicey, but you know they're a rock band. They're supposed to be doing that sort of stuff, uh, and that's kind of the sorry state of uh, of rock music today. And and it sounds weird because I'm defending Nickelback here, but I mean, yeah, it's a little raunchy. But when has rock music been uh, subtle about things? And yeah, there's there's just that in your face we play by our own rules type of thing nowadays a lot of rock music is just mopey and uh, you need laptops to to pull off of a, a, a live show and, and here's nickelback you know they're doing their thing you know the world's most hated band and they're probably going to pack a lot of stadiums and they probably will play figured you out and there will be some chicks in the audience singing along to it because they don't give a flying f about uh, what they can and cannot sing along to. Much like a lot of people don't give a flying F about John Leguizamo's opinion about the new Super Mario movie, which is a cartoon based on a video game that's been out for 30, 40 odd years. He's still bitching about the fact that Chris Pratt is playing Mario. I think Charlie Day is Luigi. And he's like, he's just upset that a, a person of color is not involved with uh, playing Mario or Luigi because he's Colombian. John Leguizamo. He's out promoting, uh, was it The Menu? Is he in that one? No, The Menu, which is getting some critical love, I think. And, you know, he's he's had a pretty decent career, John Leguizamo. Um, you know, Bruno, uh, recently with that one Disney movie that my kids watch over and over again. Uh, but the one thing that has not been decent in his career was, in fact, the Super Mario Brothers movie where he played Luigi, you know, a Colombian playing an Italian. And Bob Hoskins, a Brit playing an Italian, uh, Italian-Americans, you know, getting sucked up in that really weird-ass dino world that made no freaking sense whatsoever. That movie, that bomb that uh, they both hated making, you know, J John Leguizamo was involved in it. And, he, like, I, I think he said in an old interview that he and Bob Hoskins, because it was so bad and because they didn't want to be there, would just hang out and get drunk together when they could. And I can't blame them after watching that movie a couple times. Um, but he's bitching about how, like, uh, this is like the third time where he, there's nobody of color playing this character. This Italian caricature created by a Japanese company. I don't know why he can't let go of this. You know, he's he's his career has moved on from Mario, but he himself has not moved on from Mario, is what I'm getting at. I just, I don't understand this this frustration he has. There's other things uh, to be concerned about, I guess is what I'm getting at. All right, hey, uh, I don't have a lot on this story because this broke last night, and I wanted to kind of touch base about it, but was it uh, Bob, was it Bob Chapik? He's out at Disney as the CEO. They're bringing back Bob Iger. Uh, he's, again, CEO of Disney, and uh, he, I guess uh, things weren't going too well over there. Imagine that. This was a Sunday night announcement, so something's going on over there. Uh, I can just tell you that as a fan of um, Marvel, uh, Phase 4 has been kind of ugh. And I had to stop watching Obi-Wan on Disney+. Plus. Uh, there has to be something about this because uh, they're putting out all this content. And, you know, the, I guess some shows do okay, but it's not like they're putting out Stranger Things numbers on Disney+, Plus. is what I'm getting at. 
Uh, so maybe that's the issue here. But we'll see what's going on with that. And uh, uh, I'm going to skip this. Guys, I'm running out of time. i got to get out the door for work, too. Uh, but the... Uh, just in time for Thanksgiving, just in time for the holidays, uh, the FDA here stateside has approved, uh, I guess, the sale of lab-grown meat. This isn't like, you know, veggie burgers pretending to be meat. This isn't like coming from a cow, obviously. This is stuff grown in a lab that is meat. And I cannot tell you how much I want to vomit thinking about this. I mean, it's uh, it's a little creepy. Just a smidge. Uh, I prefer slaughtering birds and, and cows and pigs because I'm, I am a heathen. And uh, to all the other heathens out there, I want to try to get another podcast done uh, before Thanksgiving. But if I can't because, well, you know, work and of course the holidays, please have a happy Thanksgiving. Until next time, You've been listening to Mike Davidson Live. Be sure to check him out on social media. Like him at facebook.com backslash mdavidsonlives. Follow him on Twitter. Look for at Davidson Live.